Hello, and welcome back to the Doxology Podcast. I'm Lucas Stock. And I'm Jens Nelson. This is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Join us as we discuss and investigate theology and the Christian life, striving for unity amongst our diversity as members of Christ's church. Well, today is Friday, so normally I would say on today's Christians of History episode, and so on and so forth, but I think we're doing something a little different, so you want to kind of explain what's up and what's going on and what we're doing today? For sure. So for the last couple of weeks, and then especially the last couple of days, I've just had this idea in the back of my mind to sort of change up how we do our Friday episodes. So if you've been around for any significant amount of time, if you've um, even just been around recently for the podcast, you know that every Tuesday we have a longer episode dedicated to like a theological topic. And then Friday of that same week is a Christian of history where we, we look at one Christian um, you know, either Lucas or myself will have done a little bit of background research, and then we present it to you. Um, and we we love doing it. We have plans to continue doing it again in the future. Um, but for right now, we're going to put a pause on Christians of history. And I don't know that we've come up with a title yet, if we're going to call this like creeds and confessions or confessions and creeds. Um, but the, the point is, on Fridays, for the foreseeable future at least, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to make our way through... Um, the church creeds and some church confessions, you know, whether it's the um, Augsburg or like the 39 articles or the Westminster, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, and our, our hope is that this is, you know, more informational, um, but also transformational as we, as we, you know, seek to recover and retrieve some of the things that have been used throughout church history to, to teach, to train, to edify, um, and so we've already had one episode where we dedicated an entire episode on, um, we called it like the essence of the Christian faith, and we looked through the Apostles' Creed. So we're not going to rehash the Apostles' Creed, so we're going to jump right to the next one, which is the, the Nicene Creed. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to break this up into three short episodes where we sort of read and then discuss uh, that segment. And, you know, if we get to a, if we, when, when we start getting to the confessions, you know, they're, they're more naturally broken down kind of by topic and so it makes a little bit more sense um, and so for this Nicene Creed um, we're going to do section one about the father section two about the son and then section three about the spirit so even though this first one is a very short sentence I, I do think it has a lot of serious theological implications um, but we just we thought it'd be most natural to break it up that way especially since the the son one is a lot longer so um is there anything else that you wanted to add here as way of introductory uh, introductory matters? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think that just about covers it. I definitely. I know. I remember. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I'm pretty sure. Like back when we were planning to launch this podcast, this was something that we were talking about. Yeah. Um. It, at least in the back of our minds, and when mm-hmm. we were getting ready like, to, to yeah. when we were we were talking about. Uh, adding a Friday episode like this was along with biographies of Christians of history this was another idea we had so this is something that we've definitely been interested in a long time interested in for a long time um, and I think it's really exciting you know we'll, we'll see how it goes if, if it works well and we get to keep doing it it'll be cool to kind of just make our way through all kinds of different creeds and confessions yeah. and um, you know faith you know, documents that have that have established the faith of, of all kinds of Christians in all different places. Like, I think that's a really cool idea 
um, to sort of like like long term to think about kind of going almost on like a world tour of of the faith, you know, as it's as it's been documented throughout time and, and space by all different kinds of Christians. Um, and I think that that's, like you said, both informational but also transformational as we reflect on um, the different ways that the church has um, expressed the faith. And I think that obviously the Apostles' Creed is is um, technically where we started a few months ago, but um, as far as this goes, I think the Nicene Creed is, the, is pretty much the best place to start. <laughs> um, I would also say for those who don't know, who maybe aren't familiar with the Nicene Creed, this is pretty much the most widely used, quote-unquote, statement of faith in Christian history. All churches, all major churches use it. Um, there's a little bit of controversy over a word that we'll get to in a couple next weeks. Week. But, <laughs> or the next week. Um, uh, but, so, question uh, for you. Yeah. Is this what it means to be Catholic? You know, we asked that question in the, in the last episode. Is is this what it means? Maybe, maybe not. I think in a I think a big part I think of in it? a certain sense, yes. I think I w- I would say yes to it to a, in a certain way. I don't know if I think there might be more to it, but yes, I think that you can't you cannot reject the Nicene Creed and be part of what the Nicene Creed calls the Catholic Church. Fair enough. <laughs> um would be my contention, but that and that speaks to its not its ex well not not the way that it has separated Christians, but honestly the way that it's united us. Right, right. Because right. East, West, um, High Church, Low Church, Old, New. There's no Orthodox body of believers who rejects this creed. Right. That that I'm aware of. I'll add that caveat. <laughs> Um, so, I, so that's why I think it's such a great place to start. Agreed. Um, so, without further ado, let's do it. Let's start. Um, I guess I'll, I'll read it. Yeah, go or, ahead. Do you want to read it? Okay. Um, so, our, the first, you know, section: um, We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, of all that is visible and invisible. So this first section, article, sentence, whatever you want to call it, um, it's about God the Father, specifically, obviously. And it says a couple things that I think are, like, super simple and easy to get your head around and also completely mind-blowing at the same time. Yeah. If, if, If you take the time to sort of reflect, right? So I don't know, like just kind of working through it. We believe in one God. So that's something really important to, to start with. Um, I think of Deuteronomy, was it six, four, the Shema. Yeah. Hero Israel, the Lord, your God, the Lord is one. There, there is one God who created, um, as we will see all things. (laughs) And, um, I think that it's easy to, that's almost assumed, you know. I think that um, monotheism is is really easy for people to swallow. Um, you know, the three great faiths of the world, as I've heard them called, you know, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam are all monotheistic faiths. Um, which you know, between those three groups, that accounts for probably half the world or something. Yeah, um, if not more. If not, yeah, I, I don't know, but but certainly a lot. Um, but you know. That wasn't always the case. Um, the, the culture that this creed was written in, 
um, was certainly not a culture where monotheism was the standard. Yeah, definitely not the norm. Um, so I think I think it's it's pretty significant um, and clearly. I mean, obviously, like every word, this is this is intentionally there. Um, yeah, um, but then it goes on. Um, specifically, we're talking about one God, the Father, um, which, as Trinitarian Christians, we can kind of look ahead a little bit, and also people who have the creed printed in front of us, <laughs> we can kind of look ahead a little bit and see that we're going to be talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we kind of have this framework that we can already work in. Well, not only um, that, but these Father, Son, and Spirit are part of this one monotheistic God. So, it, I mean, right. already right in the beginning, we're, we're setting forth a Trinitarian theology, one that says yeah. God is one, yet has three distinct persons within the Godhead. So already right. it's two sentences in, we already have some serious theological implications at play. Yeah, <laughs> and and we can kind of see how important it is. Like, this is the this is the thing, you know? Like... This isn't, you don't wait till junior year in, 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 you know, in Christianity to get to this level or whatever. This, this is the, the foundation, the fundamental thing. We're, we're, we're explaining to you what, who we believe in. And right away, we're, we're starting to distinguish persons within one Godhead, which is pretty phenomenal. But yeah. even if you didn't know where it was going, like if you were hearing somebody tell you this and you had never heard about Christianity before, um, you'll you'll get to the point of the Trinity in a little bit, but even if you don't know where it's going, you're learning about one God who is the Father. So you're learning something about Him, about this one God. You're learning something about the identity, the relationship that that He has to us, or He has to the world. Um, the you know an image of a father is a different image than the king, right? Or than the boss, or even than the um, than the the creator, you know, just just by itself. If you just said the creator, that evokes a different sort of relationship than the father, right? At least ideally. Um, so we're learning things about God that are telling us who He is, not just not just what He is, one God, but who He is. He's the Father, and also what He does right the almighty that's something else about who he is and what he can do maker of heaven and earth so we get to sort of the the core work of god the father you know going back to genesis 1 he is the god who creates he is the god who created he is the maker of of heaven and earth right, right? so he's one god the father the almighty the maker of heaven and earth and that is Obviously, the creed's not over. It's not all we need to know about him. But this is sort of, this is who God is. We know, and we know this because his word tells us and because we we see it. We, we are it. <laughs> he, he's the maker of heaven and earth. We, we live in this creation that we, that we see comes from this one God, the Almighty, who is our Father. And this is starting to differentiate um, between creator and created. So as opposed to a worldview that might say that the, you know, the cosmos has always existed um, or somehow it created itself. And so it might have some sort of, you know, really substantial 
quote-unquote divine power behind it um, to, to say that this one God, this Father, created heaven and earth, all things visible and invisible, is setting forth also something really important. And as we're going to see in the rest of this creed, um, what it means to have a, a creator-created distinction, what it means that we are not on the same playing field as this God that we are, you know, having revealed to us. I think there's, you know, some important things to be said there as well. For sure. And then, you know, it says he's the maker of heaven and earth. Okay, so we get creator. We get, okay, he made heaven and earth. That's kind of, I don't know, a lot. (laughs) Um, But it doesn't stop there. So he's the maker of heaven and earth. Of all that is, okay, so all that is, I mean, there's, I don't know, it seemed pretty straightforward. Just literally everything. Um, You know, nothing that... Nothing that has been created was created without him or not or, or not from him. Um, visible and invisible. So uh, there's just this, this almost re- repetitive top to bottom, inside and out. Heaven and earth, all that is visible and invisible. You can't get away from what God the Father, the Almighty, has made. Um, and, I mean, it just, it really just drives that home, I think, Um well, I love how much we can just forcefully. Right. I love how much we can expound from this because if if he has created all things visible and invisible, that means everything that you see, everything that you can perceive um, was created by him. Um, and especially when we think about topics like the Imago Dei or when we think about, uh, you know, how we should treat the, the earth and the environment or whatever it might be. Um, those, again, sort of have implications based on this really simple sentence, even though it's, I mean, I shouldn't say simple because it is, you know, very profound, but in, in, in terms of, you know, the shortness of the words that are composing the sentence, uh, the theological implications are incredibly massive. And so again, speaking to the Imago Dei, uh, this means that any person that you encounter uh, in this world, no matter where you find them, what edge of the earth, um, are by nature intrinsically have worth, value, dignity. They were created by this God who is who is one, um, who's a loving, caring father who, who loves his creation, who, who declared it to be good. Um, and so that means that the way that we treat people matters. We don't treat them as less than human. We don't treat them as uh, three-fifths human. Um, we, don't, we don't treat them any differently than we would people who look similarly to us. And so... Um, Again, that's not stated here in this creed, um, but you know, being people who are thinking theologically, uh, we can sort of get to those conclusions from what it's saying here. And so those are, again, I think important to note. Yeah. And so with that, you know, brief, relatively brief sentence, as packed as it is, we, we come to the end of the first section, the first article, we could say, of the Nicene Creed. So we've, we've, We've learned who and what it is that we believe in, first of all, which is God, the Father, the Almighty. Um, And that is how this foundational key text of, you know, exposition of of what the Christian faith is starts. Um, Like we said, it's it's a short one. This this part's only one sentence. We'll get into a lot more next time. Um, So hopefully that, you know, sort of wet your whistle if, if this is new um, to you. And if not, then you already know where we're going. And so hopefully 
you're excited about that because you you know that a lot of exciting stuff is coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Thank you for um, joining us for this new kind of, I was going to say new format. I don't know if it's really a new format, but a new way of, of covering something a little different on our Friday episodes. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, connect with us on Twitter or Instagram at Doxology Podcast. Shoot us an email at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. We'd really like to know your feedback about this shift. We're really excited about it um, just to kind of change things up and to cover some things that we, we haven't, you know, there, there hasn't been a place for um, before um, and to make these Friday episodes maybe a little more widely edifying, widely appealing. I don't know. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas for future episodes. Um, sign up for our newsletter. Um, you can uh, check out logos.com slash doxology podcast. Uh, stay tuned for you know some exciting things as we continue to hopefully grow and um, you know get to do some some cool things on on the podcast. But but sincerely, thank you for listening, and we're looking forward to catching you next time. See ya later.